Hello. Hi, welcome to Fat Mask Hour. Back in our regularly scheduled seats. <laughs> I'm Jess. Yes. I'm, I'm Jess. I'm back. I'm back with my back against the wall, like a little like mafioso. It feels better here. I, I like to have like a whole lay of the land. How could you have your back to the door? That would make me crazy. I don't know. I'm used to this feng shui. Um, it's all good for me. <laughs> I don't like that. How are you feeling, Mama to be? I'm feeling great. I'm yeah. feeling great. Thank you. Just okay. very, very thirsty. Oh, okay. Thirsty for that beauty knowledge? (laughs) Yes. Um, We've got an awesome show, an awesome show today. We're talking about, ready, fall florals. Mm, I don't know if you guys uh, follow me personally on Instagram. I do a lot of fragrance content, and, like, I didn't realize it. It, I've just been feeling fall florals, like, Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. So there's something in the air. Then we're going to talk about your girl, VB, Victoria Beckham. She finally dropped her her new beauty line, her makeup line, and it's her own. It's not our girl. It's your girl. If I remember, I you were friends with her at that event, and I had to take a picture of the two of you. Do you still have that photo? Somewhere on my phone. Oh, my God. Maybe we'll do a flashback. How could I not talk to her? I, I don't know, but it seems like you two hit it off. Like, she she was, like, literally just earlock with Jess, and all the other editors were like, <laughs> can I get a picture? Anyway. She, oh, she, she had this great white shirt on. Oh, my God. Okay, I remember. So, and then our guest. Okay, I'm excited about our guest, Christopher Skinner, the founder of Schoolhouse. This is like a secret sauce episode. This is a beauty job. He has a beauty job that you might not know about. He's going to peel back the curtain and let us know what goes on behind the scenes with beauty brands, how they get marketed, and what I'm really interested in is how they get sold in retail. Like that experience that you have mm-hmm. in retail, this is the guy that makes that for all the other brands, <laughs> more or less. He's great. He's yeah. fantastic. Okay. You ready? Shall we get started? Let's do it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. everyone, it's Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how aloe moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings, or even just like a bad day, is to hop on allomoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. 
With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. So I was having a little meeting with Frederic Moll. As you do. As one does. Um, you know, he's the fragrance. I forget what he likes to call himself. He's a fragrance creator. He works with all the best perfumers to let them do whatever the hell they like want. Like a librarian, or you used this word before when talking, a uh, conductor of all of the different yes. perfumers. So we were talking about how some brands are trying to go younger with their fragrances and they do it wrong. And he's like, honestly, cool young girls, they want the heritage thing. And we were like, well, you know, what is that in perfume? It's flowers. Like, flowers got a weird old fussy connotation a couple years ago. Like in the early aughts, like you never would say like, I'm wearing a floral. No, it was all those kind of, they call them like ozonic fragrances or ozonic, um, O-Z-O-N-I-C. Yeah. They kind of smell like water or air. And now- And then Oud had a moment. Big moment. Then the Santal. The skin sense. Oh yeah. The musky skin sense. All the cool girls were not really wearing florals, Mm -hmm. I think. So, but- Everything's changing. This fall, there are so many florals launching, but they're not like, they're not basic or grandmotherly, like so many good ones. So I wanted to talk about this with what's you. One, what's one that has captivated you right now? Oh, I get to start? Yeah, you get to start. Okay. But I might say the same one as you. That's Whatever. all right. It's okay. okay. So I can overlap. It was Frederic's. It was uh, mm. rose and queer. I never I never know how to say leather in French. Qua, queer? C-U-I-R, right? Once again, Jen and Jess butchering the French for you on a beauty podcast. Sometimes French people will DM us and 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 write it phonetically. Basically, it's rose and leather, but it's queer. When he says it, sounds yeah, good. That's queer. So this is a <laughs> this is a rose fragrance, but like no other rose fragrance I have ever smelled because it's sort of he they reconstituted a rose with synthetics in this way that plays up the peppery greenness of the rose, and then they threw in some leather to make it badass, and it. You put it on, and at first, like if you want to try it in the store, give it a minute. Like mm-hmm. it is a big fragrance to start. Not like there's a big sillage behind you, and sp- but it just it's different than something you've smelled. But the dry down on this one, it's just gorgeous. Once it sinks into my skin, I'm really into that one. What are you into? Okay, so I too am seeing these florals everywhere. Nars has a brand new fragrance called Audacious. Yes, that's all about like a big fat floral and NARS is kind of like the cool girl brand you know but they they have like sandalwood but mixed with tiara flower which is from I want to say they said this is their first fragrance but my immediately came to mind was the body glow yeah that's like how the t- tiara flower yeah, the tiara sorry I'm like, which is a Tahitian gardenia I believe of it's like a white tropical scent. it's very strong but in a good way it feels mm. like you've walked into some sexy garden and you're like you know on an island probably you know Fr- hi i'm on a sexy yeah, exactly francois ours is private island um has you know that's actually wh- a thing by the way yes <laughs> google it um and cry <laughs> white white <laughs> right frangipani which is another beautiful white flower with that like south pacific vibe mm-hmm. now one that i have been enjoying is i just got the new tom ford drop it's called Met- metallic. 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 Okay. And the bottle is like metallic. Is it metallic? <laughs> <laughs> it is metallic. Um, and it's got like, it, what I love about this one is if you're someone that you feel like in two minds, like you want something that feels more like a skin scent, like, mm, I don't want to be too obtrusive. Like, this is not that knock your socks off, boom, I'm wearing a white floral, like, So this Dynasty isn't like the moment. NARS or the um, Frederick Ma one. Right. This has... It starts out with florals, and it has a lot of white florals, which I really like. It has heliotrope. It has... um, P.S. When we say white florals, in case you're a beauty newbie, this is like a perfumer term for gardenia, tuberose. um, I might be... And what's one you just said? Heliotrope, I think. Heliotrope. I think that's a white flower. They're like very true floral scents that are very heady, right? Yeah. You said tuberose, right? Like, they'll kind of knock your socks off, and they really are... Just unapologetically a little floral, animalic and, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, glamorous. Okay, glamour. So, yes, you cannot be a wallflower and think you're going to wear a white. Guard, you say gardenia too? Yes. Okay, yes. sorry. I'm like I'm big, having... big white florals. Yeah. Yes, but this is tempered with a certain coziness. It has like an ambrette in it, which I think is just like another word for amber. It has it's, creamy I think this, sandalwood. It's one that smells mm-hmm. sort of like that. Creamy, it smells. Yeah, balsam, yeah. woody notes, and then. 
it dries down to something that just really envelops you almost like I don't want to use the word cashmere because everyone associates that with Donna Karen cashmere mist. But it is kind of that like. I wish Yummy. you could see the motion she's making. There's a circular <laughs> hug going on. You look like that um, the woman running for president, Marianne Williamson. She oh, like, my God. It circles you in goodness. It does. It envelops you in, in good energy and light and love. Um, delicious. And so it's really – it's a floral, I think, if you're not quite ready to go whole hog stiletto like floral yeah um yeah we gave a lot of fall ones i want to wrap it out with wrap it up with one more that actually didn't come out fall came out earlier but you were wearing it the other day and i stopped you and i was like what is that how could i not mention this i don't know why don't you mention it okay it's called it's by chloe and it's called nomad and i remember you and i were both in that like a meeting together where we learned about the new chloe fragrance Mm -hmm. this is a little while ago it's not brand brand new but um it was like for the more why it was like you know the original Chloe is very rose, very sweet, very like it's a sweeter floral, like goody goody. You know, this is more of like it was like a girl out in the desert on a motorcycle. If yeah. I remember the ads correctly, because I was feeling it. Yeah, she was. Yeah, it was like a cool girl, right? Yeah. Um, it has. It, this is why I think that you liked it. It has freesia, and we never really smell freesia in a fragrance oh, that much. Not since like maybe Bath and Body Works back in the day, right? And that's a different. I'm not dissing it. But it's a different thing when you're getting it in a splash versus when, you know, the great minds that, you know, Chloe yeah. <laughs> and Cody are coming out with something that is really a very fine fragrance, Freesia. So you have your, your Freesia is much more delicate than the other florals we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. yeah. And then it also has oak moss in it, which makes it a little, I think of a thing in that commercial. I know they weren't being literal, but like a little more dusty, a little more raw, a little more like. like sands blowing in the Moroccan. Yeah. It's sandy. awesome. Yeah. And you can, I'm sure like they sell this. This is quite like you can get Sephora. You have to go try it. And it's also kind of fresh smelling. I was going to say that and the Tom Forder, like your baby steps into the florals yeah. and then you can sort of graduate to the Frederick Mall and then go and go all in with the with Big the Nars. Mama. Yeah. Audacious. Yeah. Are you guys into florals? Let us know what your favorite floral fragrances are. Please DM us. Thanks. Bye. If you remember many episodes ago, <laughs> yeah. we talked about the Victoria Beckham um, we talked about some skincare she did once. Yeah. You remember that skincare? Vaguely. And then we talked about her line for Estee Lauder. Very well done collaboration. I think the skincare was in another country. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, we, you and I were crazy about the Victoria Beckham for Estee Lauder collection from about two years ago, right? Yeah. I was like, this is a woman who knows makeup. Yeah. And I still have like a little stub of one of those pencils. Well, both Jen and I separately <laughs> had private appointments. Not with Vic. Did you meet with Victoria Beckham? No, no, but oh. we went to her, her place. Oh, we Remember? were talking about, yeah, we were talking, The we met her at the Estee Lauder launch, but for this launch, you yeah. know, we met with um one of the creators of the products. One of the creators of the products, um, Sarah Creel. Yes. She walked us through the line. We had to keep it tip top secret until now. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, it's dropped. So I brought a lot of the products here to, to, to talk about. Um, shall we call this like the the drop? The drop? Oh, you're making a new segment yeah, for us? Or the drop. Or, uh, well, you guys, well, it's your favorite fat mascara segment, the drop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I what, like that. So what, do you think, <laughs> what do you think of the line? Creamy, delicious. The textures are phenomenal. <laughs> she the started comp- out with eyes, right? So there's the, mostly yeah, it's eye all products. eyes. Yeah. So I do think it's interesting that she came out. With something that she, you know, I like it when a brand feels clear. Mm-hmm. When I think of Victoria Beckham, I'm not thinking of a red lip. I'm not thinking of like, not anymore, like a tan bronze Smoky face. eye till I die. Smoky, exactly. Like her friend Charlotte. So these eye products are creamy. Everything is smudgeable. Mm-hmm. The Kajal liner. This is a Kajal. I yeah. knew you were going to talk about that. Yeah. Oh my God. I wish you could see, I wish you could feel this. It is like butter. It's like how, oh, it's sensual. It's sensual. It's sensual and sexual. You know, in like an eye, an eye pencil. <laughs> so gross. I'm so creepy I don't know. Right now. This is like when you had your David Mallet scalp massage. Like, I know. I'm like, oh. <laughs> equally enthralled. Go on. Go on. Sensual eyeliner. Sensual eyeliner. The componentry is like this kind of, it's like a, it's a fake horn. Don't worry. I too was like, it's not real horn, right? No. It's a fake horn, but it has the heft and the sophistication of real horn. Here is the coolest thing. I just want to touch on this. Pause you for a second. 
There is no plastic used in this line. I don't know how they did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was my favorite thing about it. Every palette, even the uh, Zeta Cream Shadow in a Pot, um, it's not it's like metal cream. It's and like... glass and recyclable materials, but yet feels very rich. And I said, are you telling me I could take this apart and recycle it? And she said, absolutely. But you're not going to because, honestly, this little eyeshadow compact, it's like credit card size. But, yeah. I... Um, you could put your I don't your, know how they did this without plastic, honestly. It's so well done. It's really well done. I've, I know that they're making a big push with this line for clean. You know, yeah. everything is clean, And the boxes are recyclable clean. Uh, cardboard. Um, but it just doesn't I – don't, I feel like don't lead with the clean. Lead with the glamour. The glamour and the just the texture. So one thing that I was quite inspired by is these eyeshadows, which you said they're cream, but they're – I understand why you thought they were cream. They're a powdery thing that has – such a creamy fit like it's a, it's they're so easy to blend oh my bad so it's all good when she sarah was showing me um the products that victoria herself uses oh my god that's dreamy it was so like rich and dramatic on the eye and i thought why aren't i doing that i feel like this has inspired me you know i know you put on our instagram the other day about eyeshadow should you I'm wear trying, it i'm trying i'm trying i know that this is like your baby step your foray back into eyeshadow as an adult but for me, I'd like eyeshadow, but I like the boring colors. So I really want to step it up and I want to show up with like, this is what VB does all the time. She wears a shimmery gunmetal shadow or like. And a, drags it out to the corners and yes. it looks all fabulous. I think, you know, what's fabulous about Victoria Beckham is she is like unapologetically glamorous. I know. I just have to be careful about touching my face because I feel like if I do an eyeshadow, I'm like worried it's going to transfer because I'm such like a klutz. I don't know. But if I'm going to try it, definitely try it. Maybe yeah. prime it and then maybe what I'm going to do. I, and I want you guys to see these. And if you've tried them, please tell us how you're using them. A smudge brush mm -hmm. and like just pack it into the lash line. I'll probably have to prime so it doesn't for the lid lusters. Yeah, the ones that are for the, the lid lusters. Yeah. yeah, and um, I don't know. Expect it. I might turn up the drama when since I'm like pregnant. You're like eyes up here, everyone. No, eyes no, up here. Like, seriously, it's like the big earrings when you've gained. You Lips know, a are few... too close <laughs> to the belly. Still. No, I, I want everything up, and I wanted just a point of distraction. Well, this will do it. It's a great line. I think she did it well. I'm really excited to see uh, what com like what comes next, um, because I feel like it's very thought out. So, like, if she did the eyes, she did it well. What are we going to get next? So, I like the idea. Like, remember when Pat McGrath she started out with like, did she start with eyes? I think she started with eyes. Like glitter and eyes. That, or Remember maybe in the sequin lips. bags they used to have? Yeah, yeah. They, uh, those disappeared real quick. <laughs> so <laughs> Not exactly the most environmentally friendly. Um, uh, it's all is, a learning. It's all a learning. It is. So Victoria Beckham Beauty, out now. Give it a try. If you see Jess around, she's she's good. Just eyes on her eyes. Eyes on my eyes. And um, let me know what you think of the new look. I'll put mine on our Instagram, too. Love it. everyone is Jen. You know Jess and I often talk about how Aloe Moves helps us stay fit. But May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I really wanted to point out how amazing the site and app are for mental health as well. It is so easy for me to get stuck in a rut mentally or get stressed out or feel lonely when I'm working from home. I'm guessing you've all been there too. But I found that a much more productive way to deal with those feelings or even just like a bad day is to hop on AlloMoves.com and reset. Allo Moves is the award-winning on-demand streaming wellness platform app and website that has workouts, mindfulness, nutrition, self-care, and more to help boost your mental and physical well-being. I also love that I can take the same class as friends or connect with other members in the community comments. Allo Moves really brings people together. Lately, I have been very into the five-minute relaxation body scan with Susie Mark Shifflin. Guys, Susie is the most soothing instructor. She incorporates these sound bath sounds into her head-to-toe relaxation exercise. It's so easy to do. Obviously, there are also yoga classes and exercise classes and so many other things you can learn and check out on allomoves.com, but I just had to share that one with you. Find yourself together when you join Allo Moves. Join the community on allomoves.com today and use code FATMASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code MASCARA20 for a 30-day free trial plus 20% off an annual membership. Again, that's allomoves.com and the code is MASCARA20.
Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's highest hair is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. This is a really different kind of episode for us. We are here with Christopher Skinner, the founder of Schoolhouse. Schoolhouse is an agency that specializes in beauty, and they handle everything from strategy to design to creative production to the environmental design. They really do it all. So Schoolhouse has worked with mega brands like Pat McGrath. Can you get Pat on our podcast? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Put a call into Mother, um, L'Occitane, Yves Lam, Kevin Aquan, loads more. And full disclosure, guys, he's also my really good friend. Welcome, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here because I've been able to like, you know, I've been admiring what you do and like seeing what you do from the start. But I even ask you questions like about your business because it's so cool that you're really bringing a lot of the brands and products to life in a way that, you know, consumers see. And it's just this kind of like, I don't want to say it's a hidden industry, but you're kind of like the wizard behind. Yeah. And when I have oh. sides, they're always like, oh, we worked with Schoolhouse. Yeah. Yeah. We've had quite a few. Um you know, you, you guys are really hot right now, but you started this company when I think people are going to like die to know when you were in your 20s. Yes. Late 20s. Late 20s. Oh, I love the caveat. Late. late 20s. Yes. So just take us back a little bit. What did you do before starting this mega company before your 30th birthday? <laughs> OK, so, well, 
I think we have to go back, back, back because <laughs> I fell in love with beauty, like growing up in the South, going to Eckerd's, getting like, you know, <laughs> pore strips and all of that stuff. And I just like became obsessed with it, um, was doing theater and ended up needing to make an extra like little bit of money and got a job at Sephora. And Sephora was like five or six years in the U.S. So it had like red carpets that we had to vacuum every night. Oh, my God. And those black cases where the makeup was and it gets so dirty. Yes. And do you remember? So Sephora, when they came in the U.S., this everyone. This beauty OGs. OK. OK. If this is a Sephora OG, we had to wear white gloves. Do you remember this? I believe it was one glove. Yes, it was one white glove. And that's how you would product. I mean, this is like, like very on stage. I yes, love this. On stage. I absolutely love this. It's kind of Mickey Mouse slash Michael Jackson. Oh, yes. I know. Magician. Yeah. <laughs> so very different Sephora. I mean, you know, like it, very it was French. very French. And um, and I absolutely fell in love with it. And I was, you know, kind of gave over my life to it. But I was like stocking shelves, like cleaning um and then they moved me to New York because they didn't know what else to do with me in Georgia. And I ended up leaving for Space in K Apothecary, which is where I met Jess. Do you know that I didn't realize that you came to New York with Sephora? I yes. don't think I realized that. Yes. Were you like a store manager at that point? No, I, because I never was great at sales. Like I was always like <laughs> making up windows and like oh, dressing okay. the store. That's so and, cool. But they, but like visual merchandising, store design, store experience was like not anything anyone talked about. And you, like, you know? it's not like Chris went to school for visual merchandising. It's no. like you just you just freaking got in and got, did it when oh, you were yeah. at Sephora. Yeah. And, they, I mean, and it took you to New York. And it took me to New That's York. That's awesome. And, um, but again, like store experience was nothing like it is now and they didn't know what to do with me. So I left for Space and K mm -hmm. when it was coming to the U.S. Um, was here. That took me to London, which is where I met you, Jess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then before Schoolhouse, I was at Fresh overseeing global design and experience. You had a big job at Fresh. Fresh was, I mean, Fresh is like has a special place in my heart. It's like that ex-boyfriend, girlfriend that you stalk <laughs> on Instagram, even though you're not with them anymore. Um, but it was a huge, you know, it was when we grew at Sephora. We launched into Asia. We redid all of our stores in the U.S. We launched back into Europe. And it was a huge push for the brand. And and honestly, it was still very entrepreneurial. Like it, it was myself, Lev and Alina, a few other kind of VPs trying to do it all. Mm -hmm. um, now it's totally different. Um, and so we really, you know, that was what kind of got me to a place where I had relationships and could feel like I could start something of my own and, and survive. Um, so when you were at Fresh, were you visual merchandising, like building out stores? Yes. So so did you put the sinks in the stores? Yes. Because all... I thought that was pretty novel. <laughs> cool. yeah. It was cool. Yeah. And those those actually the first sink that we found for Fresh that's in Union Square was actually in an old um, Boy Scouts um, like uh, bathroom kind of changing space. And it's oh, actually wow. from London. We flew it over from London. Um, and that's what's in Union Square. That's uh, so that if, cool. If you go by, that's that's where it's from. Very fabulous. So now you're not just doing store experience. Schoolhouse does a lot of stuff. On your website, it says you do brand repositioning and brand refresh. We wanted to talk about this because we feel like a lot of people just think, oh, you know, Pat McGrath did it all herself or Urban Decay is like, let's build our little thing where all the testers are going to be. But really, they're coming to people like you. So let's let's talk about this. Can you give me an example of a brand you've worked with where you've helped them refresh, if yeah. you will? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um well, I mean, I think like ultimately what we do every day is just kind of bring out stories from founders, from brands. Um, we bring them out through campaigns. We bring them out through social. We bring them out through stores. Um, and so it's really just kind of writing the book of that brand um, in all of the execution that we do. Um, and so I think a great example and one that, you know, is super close is Kevin Aquan, mm -hmm. um, you know, amazing makeup artist. What was a so special about Kevin is that he had this ability to touch pros and non-pros alike. You know, mm -hmm. he would, could really speak to anyone. And there's incredible stories about him being on the street, showing someone how to do a perfect lip or a perfect eye. <laughs> um, and so when Kevin passed away, the brand sort of lost that muse. It stagnated for a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so some people didn't even know that who he was or that a, no, they're he like, was I got or my... that he passed away. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we that's really a great opportunity where you 
Cohen and say, okay, we will not, you know, create this brand um, to hold on to the past. We're going to sort of take the energy that Kevin brought every day and manifest it for the future. And so Mm -hmm. that is kind of, it's not so much a reposition. It's just kind of a rearticulation of the same thing, but for today's customer. Would that involve making new products or suggesting to the company, maybe you should make this product? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think the best projects that we do, it's it's allowing people to think a little differently. You know, even founders, I think it's hard, you know, as a founder myself to kind of get out what your vision is and you sort of need people around you that can understand it and sort of say it back to you. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we do a lot. You know, we sort You're of a psychotherapist. I, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot true. of brand therapy, honestly. Because you don't really see I mean, I, I feel that way at times too. Like you don't see yourself, even, you know, yeah. how like it's even our, I don't know if I'm being too candid, but like with our podcast, like I'm always asking for people for feedback or what do you think of this or, you know, because we're in it. It's so hard to see how other to people take that, view you, you know, bird's eye view. Exactly. And I, yeah. I do think you should, you know, not everything should be like, oh, how do other people view me? But you still need to know kind of what like you think you're coming is. off edgy and everybody's like, that's my mom's <laughs> brand or yeah. whatever. And I, yeah. and I think beauty as you know incredible as it is to be in beauty right now it's it's a very antiquated industry you know it's how do you mean it you know i think it's rested on its laurels for a really long time we've had you know key players driving the industry for many years mm-hmm. and we got a little safe you know we had a launch on january we had a launch in march we had a launch in september whereas now paddle launched something on a random tuesday and it's a drop it's and so like true. everyone goes crazy i mean that kind of mentality is very new for this industry And that's kind of the exciting part of it and the scary part of it. You know, we're sort of in this revolution time. So let me talk to you about how the process, like all this is really big picture and awesome and abstract. But like, okay, let's say you meet with a founder and they're like, I don't know, our look is tired. I know you guys do way more than the look. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what is that process like? Do you backpedal and say, well, who are you? Do you make mood boards? Like what what is it like to work (laughs) with Schoolhouse? Yeah, yeah. I mean. It's a lot of listening. I mean, I think the best ideas for brand building come out of the soul of that brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think beauty often looks elsewhere for inspiration. You know, we hear a lot of, oh, well, these people are doing that and these people are doing that. We have to do that again. I mean, like, let's be honest about the Fenty launch with foundation. Now everyone's launching with 50 yeah. shades, you know, yeah, that yeah. it's this sort of um, me too. Oh, yeah. Bad usage. But yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the, the following versus the leading. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, and I think that's it. It's it's challenging because um, retailers sort of set it up that way. You know, you have the big Sephora's and Ulta's that, you know, you go in and it's 10 things that are new. And every month you go in and something new. So there mm-hmm. is a. Uh, a challenge that the industry creates for itself in a way. Um, but we try to spend a lot of time really talking to that brand versus looking outside of the brand for inspiration. That's cool. Um, because a lot of it is baked in either the brand, in the person, you know, in one of the founding impulses that just kind of has to be rubbed in a new way yeah. to, uh, you know, resonate again. You should do like image consulting too. I feel like this is all very transferable <laughs> to you know. I, yeah. I, I think this whole conversation, like celebrities, yeah, people, it's yeah. not just about beauty. It's about like, okay, who are you and what are you trying to say? Yeah. Um. So when I think about visuals and you know how a brand manifests, our culture has become so much more visual, especially because of Instagram and beauty. Everything you know, Jen just showed me earlier before in the podcast um, a sunscreen that she is that weird to talk about that now? no solid and striped okay so yeah she showed me the solid and striped sunscreen Mm. it's so it's like made for Instagram a lot of the skincare right now you know you can't do this kind of like European spa line you know just little tiny print everything is like punchy 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 what are the big trends that you're seeing well it's funny because it really depends what like region you're looking at Um, Mm. because what we're finding is we're doing a lot of work with brands um, being born and bred in China and Mm -hmm. actually in China that European look that's not popular in North America is actually what people are after. That's funny. They want this sort of scaled back minimalistic because as a culture they see that as luxury you know that's because they're you know learning from the European way of doing things in North America we've sort of like blown all of that up and it's just total max 
maximalism everywhere mm-hmm. you go. Um, and so it's it's interesting to see the waves of change. And and I think, you know, as our own culture, like we're going to start to find that will back away. Yeah. Is there um, anything you and you have brand founders in your office and, they, and they're like, we want, you know, maybe they bring some products they like or they're like, we're thinking, you know. Neon, we're gonna do Helvetica and Millennial Pink. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. What trends are you kind of like? All right, we, you know, and then yeah. like moving them away. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, it, I mean, the pink thing is like the elephant in the room. I mean, oh, I said it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gotten out of hand. You know, <laughs> even for us, I mean, we find ourselves like drawn to it in the work that we're doing, and then we're like, oh shit, soothing. we can't do it's that. Very you know? I know. I remember we tried to make Gen Z yellow happen. Oh, a, a couple people oh, did. Oh yeah, I loved didn't, that. Didn't I love happen. That. that never happened. People so are still funny. stuck on that blush pink, huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and and we're all trying to like change the tone. We're like, no, it's peach. It's a more it's rose gold. Yeah. Yeah. It's rose gold. No, it's it's definitely you know the millennial pink. Yeah, that so has that's to an, go. That's an overdone one. Anything yeah. else that you're just like, can we not? I mean, I think when you look at all the logo redesigns and it's just Saint Laurent, Balenciaga, you know, esque. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting because you 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 find that sort of like redone redesign happening everywhere. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's. So that's a, we're talking about brands and what they look like on Instagram. There's a lot of talk right now about in-store experience. It takes a lot to people to get people into a store to experience beauty firsthand, especially with all these direct-to-consumer brands. So retail isn't dead, obviously, because your your agency exists. Can you tell us the nuts and bolts of it? Like, do you actually build shelves and display units, or like, what are you doing in-store to make a brand come alive? Yeah, I mean, I think. There is a lot of heavy lifting on brands today to get people off their asses and into a store. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as online, you think, or yeah, I mean, if I, it's relevant, if they're not direct to consumer, yeah, if it, exactly. And I think the the biggest thing that we we try to do is sort of say, why is this a destination? You know, why is someone going to seek this space out and then potentially come back again? Um, and Ultimately, like each brand has to sort of figure that out on its own. But that's really where we start. I mean, what I what I've started saying in all of these meetings is no one's going to come back to look at your beautifully designed table like they're not going to (laughs) come back. They're going to come back because they met Shirley and Shirley gave them an amazing experience or they got to do this crazy thing that they want to bring their friends and do with their friends or, you know, they were pampered in a way that they want to share with their mother or their father. You know, the design aspect and, you know. The Peter Marino approach, where it's just like make the most expensive, beautiful store out oh, there, and people is that the will guy come. that looks like a leather motorcycle dude yeah. and built the Gucci <laughs> stores. Okay, I was like, wait, I might know this one. Okay. You know that that it, it no one's coming. It's back. not about like shock and awe in terms of like look how much we spent on this no, like table. No, which is, I think like you you know now you see these pop ups like you just like literally can't spend that yeah. amount of money on. Who's a pop-up. doing it well? Like, what's the store experience? We're like, that's cool. I mean, I think obviously the Glossiers are are doing it well because they're they're reinventing their brand based upon location. You know, Miami looks so different from New York, looks so different from mm. L.A. But at the same time, there's a through line and there's a, like a sense of community that they're creating there. And, you know, I think the brands that allow that flexibility, you know, that old paradigm of luxury equals consistency and brand building is kind of falling apart. And it's more about luxury as the personalization, not just like you're getting something monogrammed, but it's the personalization of that experience for you where you're at. I went to ESOP the other day on the Upper West Side and they were saying how, I've I've been to like, you know, a handful of ESOP stores in my life, but they were saying how they're all adapted to the location that they're in. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I mean, ESOP is is definitely... You know, Aesop, we've I've not worked with them nor had the opportunity, but you know that that's an interesting one because from a design perspective, they really reinvent it every time. But when you get in there, there's really not a lot happening. I mean, you kind of have to be like a it's design like, snob to want to go there it's again. It's kind of dark again. and clubby. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I like had each a nice experience. Each <laughs> yeah. I had a really nice... They also have this a This girl sink. has never not had a nice experience yeah. in beauty retail. <laughs> I, no, I have. I just don't talk about them. But I I really I don't know. I think what you were saying before, like they had a great conversation with Susie or whatever her fake name was. Like yeah. <laughs> I think so much of it and I know that you don't you guys aren't like staffers, but I think so much about it is like the staff. Oh my god. It's the training. Yeah. I will never forget. Can I just interrupt yes, your flow go, for a second? Go. Jen, I don't know if I ever told her this on the podcast, so if I have, I apologize. The best retail experience I ever had, I was in Selfridges, and I wasn't really wearing a lot of makeup. I had, like, 
probably just a little bit of makeup. And this woman was crowded. This woman like literally jumps in front of me like a bandit, like scary. <laughs> and she's like, you are gorgeous. But, and this sounds awful, okay? Like, but I was not offended. She's like, I really think that if we cover, you know, like, I could help you with those circles. She goes, because your green eyes are amazing. So it was like a bit of a neg. Mm-hmm. But it was also like, shit, what does she have to help me? Mm-hmm. I bought like $100 worth of Illamasqua cosmetics that day. And I was just like killing time because it was like, I felt like she targeted something. She saw something that is like not right. You guys are looking at me like this woman's no, an asshole. No, I, I <laughs> totally yeah, I mean, No, and she, and she put me in her chair and it was just like, I, I needed a break from the world. I needed to be like spoken to. I had that exact, not with that, not with Ella Moscow, <laughs> but uh, I had the exact same thing happen to me recently at Neiman Marcus at Hudson Yards. Oh, with I love that place. This woman, her name is Nora. I even remember her name. Mm-hmm. Her name is Nora. Mine was Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> and she Nora. worked, she literally worked off this tiny little Elemis tester unit. Mm-hmm. And I walked by and she goes, You're not toning. You're not toning. And I was like, what? That's hilarious. And she's like, sit in my chair. You're not toning. You and I are toning today. (gasps) And so, and she. Together. I mean, Nora was like, and my boyfriend was there and he was like, you are toning. Like, (laughs) but it was something about Nora's like authority. But then she's talking to us and then she's like, come on, I'm going to show you the spa. Then she shows us the spa. I spent like an hour and a half with this woman. I didn't know they had a spa. Oh, yeah, they have a spa. They have a spa. Um, But 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 Schoolhouse can't go and train every employee who works in these. Yeah, I know, right? But we can't do that. But we do think about the culture of the store when we're working with them. When we worked with L'Occitane, um, we we kind of helped create like a flagship concept. And then we did a few of them, not the same idea, but differentiated. And the first thing we said was, look, we're going to build a beautiful store. It's going to bring Provence to life. But we have to change the store culture because you're walking in. First of all, everyone's in black. Like who walks around Provence like in all black? (laughs) Good point, Um, good point. And Provence is like a place where you go to like escape and have like relaxation and casual. So like- And golden light. Yes, the golden light. And so like that has to come through in the culture. Like we have to make people feel like they've walked into a cafe that's been here 200 years. So would you like come up with guidelines for stores? Like employees should wear this. And when they greet, they don't say, hello, how may I help you? They say, how are you doing? Like make it casual. Oh, yeah. We will- I mean, do stores have like when you get a new retail job, are you going to get a list of like, here's how you greet people. Here's what you wear. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what is that called? That brand guideline? Yeah, it's like I mean, it's like a retail guideline. You Mm -hmm. know, it's it's and every store has their own kind of lingo. I'm sure I'm not I'm not sure if you talked about like the Sephora lingo is all theatrical. Like the. Yeah. And they call their displays gondolas. Gondolas. All the all the staff member are called cast. The the floor is called a stage. Like every store. So you learn that in that process. But. Some brands aren't as like adapt to, you know, they're just, again, like looking everywhere else saying, OK, everyone in retail wears black. We'll just do the same versus saying, like, how can we allow this uniform, this expression bring so, the brand to life? Yeah, you're talking about like communication. And, and with that comes this sounds, you know, a little stodgy, but like tone of voice, brand tone of voice. What is that? I was just chatting with uh, some people the other day and it, they all worked at different brands and they were saying like, damn, like Glossier or dropping Glossier again. But they got it right because they spoke to people in a way that like a brand wasn't speaking to them before. Yeah. A, do you agree? And B, what other brands do you feel like you really like their voice? So I think this is a great topic. Um, be- Thanks. We have a podcast. Uh, <laughs> because I feel and like. And Jen and I are writers. This is really like this, yeah. this to me is is where I can hook into a bit more. I can't build a store in China, but like oh, I could. can. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, the sort of concept of like the real girl voice yeah. and every I mean, we thankfully it's subsided, but we've we heard that so much like we want to be the real girl. We want to talk to her. That's all we heard. Uh, first of all, actually, as a, an aside, we have as like an industry have to stop talking about our consumers as her. Like it's just gotten so out of hand for mm-hmm. those. Do you that... correct your clients? No, but I, I try, you know, at least in the verbiage that we use when we talk about consumers, we yeah. talk about them, they. So 
we have to talk to talk about them as them, as they. I mean, male beauty, men's beauty, men as a part of beauty. Um, uh, you know, there the the audience is wider, it's greater, it's bigger, even beyond just male and female. And so, I think as an industry, we have to start thinking that way, setting that mm-hmm. precedent and trend for heritage brands and for new brands. Um, but as an aside, going back to the tone of voice, I mean. Each each brand has to really figure out and find out where that comes to play. A, a great example, one of our first clients was Dr. Dennis Gross Skincare. I mean, one of my favorite product lines out there. But when we met with them, it was during the rise of like Sunday Riley, Drunk Elephant, Glossier. And, you know, they're like, well, shit, like Dennis is not a real girl. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, how, what are we going to do? And it's so funny. DG. <laughs> yeah. And so and we had that challenge. And think, and right now we're seeing this like pendulum swing back where all of a sudden, if you had great product, you weren't good enough, you know. Mm-hmm. And so these clinical brands um, were suffering because they were like, how are we cool? How are we hip? Like, can yeah. we use neon too? Um, mm-hmm. And so we really worked to sort of figure out like, well, Dennis, like you talk to people every single day. You have this ability to take your research and real life and bring it together. And and that's where his voice came from. And it's not, you know, highbrow marketing speak. It's it's his speak, but it's his voice. And, and so yeah. each brand has to figure that out. And when you say voice, that means both the words you read on their website and the words you read on the package, right? I mean, Absolutely. Missing, what, what else? Is so, vo- I mean, when you think about voice and, you know, if now if you start reading copy everywhere, there's the voice. And then there's the tone. The voice is the brand. You know, this is my voice. This is Chris Skinner's voice. Mm-hmm. But my tone will change if I'm being serious, if I'm being playful, if I've had 10 drinks, if I've had no drinks, you know. <laughs> and so the same is for a brand. I like, want the Chris Skinner 10, 10 drink drinks brand. And, all right. I'll be back in 20. Um, <laughs> You know, a brand's voice changes. Like if you read back of pack for a brand versus Instagram captions, it should feel like the same brand, but Uh, totally different tone because it's different situations. Got it. That makes sense. That's really interesting. Um, Speaking of switching based on where you are, you mentioned China and I know you do work internationally. What have you found are some of the differences in the way people buy and shop for beauty in different countries? Oh, my God. The social channels. I mean, TikTok in China is the craziest thing I have experienced. And um we're working with a cool brand that I can talk about called Perfect Diary. It's actually one of the growing, um, the one of the top growing brands local to China, mm-hmm. selling to Chinese customers. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, there are um, people out there that are representing them as influencers in varying regions, but. What's cool, what's interesting about China is they have different social channels depending upon the region of which you live, you're mm. born, you grow up, et cetera. And then there's different influencers for those different regions. So you can be like a tier one city influencer. You could be a tier two city influencer. That kind of level of community connection, tiering is really interesting. Wait, so like Weibo, which is like Chinese Twitter or whatever, is different than TikTok? Like you would have, I would be on TikTok and Jess is in a different city and she'd be on like Weibo? I mean, yeah. I mean, the, so the, the channels sort of trend in different in different places. And what about like in Europe and some other places around the world? Is there anything that stands out to you as like, oh, my God, the beauty customer in Russia? You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot about the beauty customer in India right okay, now. What's um, she like? She or he. She, he, they, them. Um, you know, there's definitely a lot of um, desire for uh, outrageous experience, like outrageous experience in beauty, outrageous experience in marketing. It's kind of like there's a daring quality for brands to be super disruptive. And the more disruptive you are, the more impact you make and the more successful you become. It doesn't turn people what's off. A, what's no. a brand that's been really disruptive in India or, um, or like the, a type of thing that they might just go nuts over? Yeah. So I... I I I know of this brand called uh, My Glam. They did this crazy launch where they got the number one influencer and they staged this fake um, arrest of this huge influencer. <laughs> um, basically had the number one paparazzi on site to capture it, post it on their channels. Then they had the influencer go quiet for a day and all of their people. And then they released their marketing campaign, which was all through um, basically like jail photos of this influencer this saying like... This is hilarious. Like, you could never do that in the United States. Saying like, States. look gorgeous yeah. no matter where you are. And it's like... Oh my God. I mean, and so you think about stuff, you're like, what the hell did you do? But it, you know, it got, it was like number 19 on Twitter internationally. It was number one in India. I mean, it was so disruptive and it just created energy. And that is what 
they feed off of. I mean, I mean, even the name My Glam, that name probably wouldn't fly in the United States. I'm just thinking, too earnest. Was it like Kendall Jenner had like her mom say something about like you know my daughter struggled and then oh with the it was like teasing. It was like for teasing. Cancel culture came for them. Yeah. So I think sticking your neck out here is riskier. Yeah. I don't know if it's because we're more litigious or something, but. But it's exciting yeah. to see. I yeah. mean, as an agency, you're like, hell yeah. You know, the like, bar has been raised, schoolhouse. <laughs> yeah, the disruption level is like outrageous. And of course, everyone wants to do something different until they see something different and then they want to do something the same. So it's it's nice to see a brand want to do something different and do something That's different. Very well put. Very well put. Okay, so you work with a lot of brand founders. Now, I know you're a founder yourself, but for these beauty brand founders, what do you think? Do you notice a commonality? There must be something where like, like why is Dennis Gross yeah. and Pat McGrath? What's the what, is there? Is a, there any through, through line? line? Oh, a, a definite a sense of crazy. You know, <laughs> I, I, I we think, did just have Jared Blandino on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is definitely a sense of crazy. Um, you really have to be fearless. You have to hold to your convictions. You, I mean, the ones that really survive the grind of it um, are, you know, come out super strong, uh, more in touch with themselves than ever before. I mean, that is what I have seen from founders that, and and having worked with, you know, the Nikki Canards, the Levin Alinas of Fresh, I mean, these are really powerful people, not powerful authoritatively, though they have an authority, but just, you know, they walk in the room and you turn to look at them and you want to talk to them, you know? Do you think a lot of them, like, that's in, innate, like, inborn, or do you think a lot of them are fake it till you make it? I think it really depends. I mean, I'm like a diehard. for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm curious because I feel like a lot of, there are so many founders, but they can't all be like, it's like kind of, we were talking about this once, like introvert, extrovert. Like they can't oh, that all is, yeah. be these like extroverted, you know, my idea is the best idea kind of thing. I, I just don't believe that they're all like that unless I'm. No, they're, they're. I mean, they're they're all people. I mean, yeah. Even for myself, I am a diehard introvert. So even doing things like this, you it takes a level of like working you like yourself up. You like a quiet up. evening. Oh, I love a quiet <laughs> evening. Are you kidding me? me too. My twelve step regimen waiting for me. I mean, I'm in heaven. Heaven. But yeah, I think definitely it, it takes all kinds, and that's yeah. what's magical about it. But I even the introverts really accept the introverted as qualities of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gotcha. And we have a lot of listeners who are, I you know, they dream of creating their own brands. And we also have a lot of brand founders, um, you know, listening. Do you have any tips? I know that sounds very broad. Yeah. <laughs> but like, how do we make a million dollars with our skincare brand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Like things that you just see over and over again. Like, oh, like you come back to the office and you're like, guys, he wants to do a freaking, you know, like, yeah, it, like yeah. <laughs> this shit again. Do we need another one of these? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say do it. Go for it. I mean, we as this as an industry, you know, we're already talking about fatigue with customers. You know, we're seeing things happening in the color space, you know, versus last year. Oh, my God. Sales are down in color. Oh, it is rough. But but honestly, we're not you know, it's just it's another bump in 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 the entire ride. And and we have to have more founders, more thinkers, people that want to challenge the status quo going out there and really doing. And I think do it the way you feel in your heart is the right way to do it. That, And ultimately, if you work at a brand, if you want to create a brand, following that instinct, following that gut, following what you feel is right will always make you stand out. I mean, those are, look at the founders that we have out there. Um, a lot of them, if they had stuck to, repeated, or done what people probably mm-hmm. told them they should do, they might not be where they are today. Pat um, McGrath. Pat yeah. McGrath, yeah. You mentioned your 12-step can, yes. we, can we hear about the 12-step and some of the other products you use? You oh must get God, to try yeah. everything. Yes, but I have a. I am committed to my cleanser. It is the Natura Bisse AHA Cleansing Gel. I have did been you discover using... that at Space NK? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> Natura Bisse AHA Cleanser, why? Uh, first of all, I love a gel cleanser. I just like how it feels on my face. Um, <laughs> the AHAs are just enough for a light exfoliation, so I like have a glow. Got to wear sunscreen. Um, that I love that product. I mean, I will hunt that product down. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, I mean, I love, you know, the Lumeris of the world. Um, I've been trying the Versed skincare brand that just launched in, in Target. Um, you know, yeah. I stayed I late. like their packaging. It's cute, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that actually... Describe the packaging for people who can't see it. Okay, mm. so packaging design today is basically <laughs> pick a color 
and make the entire package that yeah. color, right? <laughs> so, so it'll pop on Instagram. It's like yeah. a, or shelving. a solid pale yellow, a solid moss green, a solid willowy blue. You yeah. know, that's like very muted, muted, muted colors. Yeah. yeah. This idea of like, mix the cap with another color. No, it's like all one color. And when it's you take caboodles. the cap off, it's still that same color. <laughs> Do you color. think that was because of the drunk elephant of the world or what? Because that was like, oh, I want the orange one. I want the blue one. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think. No disrespect to Drunk Elephant, but they did not invent color in this industry. <laughs> I mean, we all sort of say they act like they did, but like Ula Henriksen was using color oh, yeah. forever. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, incredible brands. I think what Drunk Elephant did is exactly what we were just talking about. They went with what they felt was right for them. You know, they brought like the theatricality of makeup, merchandising and experience into skincare. Yeah. yeah. And so it just made it fun. And the playfulness, which was not yeah. there before. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's funny, like... We would always have these conversations of you go to color and it's so exciting and engaging. You go to skincare and nobody's over there and it's boring. <laughs> it be, yeah, not anymore, right? Not anymore. Now it's like totally flipped. And I think Drunk Elephant, while they didn't invent color, they did take that risk to sort of say like, we don't have to act serious to be taken seriously. Mm-hmm. you know. And that sort of broke open this new way of thinking um, that has been really refreshing, honestly. Mm-hmm. So back to your skincare back to because skincare. you do have fabulous skin. Thank so you. You tried Versed. We like your cleanser. What else do you use? So some things that I'm totally hooked on. I mean, I've been using Sugar Lip Balm forever. Love the that fresh. product. Oh yeah, Fresh Sugar Lip Balm. Um, Lulabo Nether 13. That is my die hard. Is that what you smelled like when you walked in? Yeah. Oh, it's good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. And they made it in collaboration with Colette so in Paris. So it's kind of a beautiful story. Does that I store like, still exist? No, oh. no. I remember when I got R. to R. go to Paris the first time. I was like, this is cool. I right? went there my yeah. first time too. It was like I had like a list like Angelique, you know, like yeah. <laughs> Colette. But, but I have to say their beauty section, wah, wah. I mean. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. No. It was not robust. It was just they like got grooving. That, right. It was, yeah, not robust. Yes, but is putting it nicely. Um, but you could pick up a corset though, or like a <laughs> bathing ape hoodie. You know, that's true. That's totally true. Um, that's okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Okay. No. I was picturing just that with shopping Colette, and I need to be there for that. <laughs> I think I got like a notebook. <laughs> but, but bitch, I was there. I was there. A notebook okay. and a postcard. I'll just yeah. Take a notebook. Yeah. <laughs> Anything plain and simple. Um, I'm not that basic. No, but you like have this. It's like you're glamorous, but you have a practicality. I feel comfortable saying this because you and Chris are good, yes. dear old friends. Yeah. But like it, that combo, that like tension between those two is what makes you so special, I think. Oh, totally thank you. Right? Am I right? Totally Wait, true. Chris, did we just now run on my brand? Oh, yes. Now <laughs> just, we just have just blossom that away. voice. He freed it from the stone. <laughs> Boring, but glamorous. <laughs> that is not at all what I'm I kidding, said. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. But yeah, those are my diehard products. I mean, outside of that, I'm you know just a, a product junkie whore like everybody else. Probably do you still listening. use pore strips? You know, no, I don't. <laughs> so but what do I, you do to exfoliate? I have a question for you. So oh. I, when I was growing up, there was this like little machine that would like suck blackheads out of your, but it went away. When I got it, Funny. it never worked. But now I have heard that there is Ro- a new. Rodan and Fields has a new one and I tried it. And? It works really good on those weird pluggy things under your lower lip. Uh-huh. You know, they're like <laughs> yeah. not blackheads, but it they're like, that, like, those like, white stringy things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It works good on those. An actual blackhead. I couldn't get it to extract. Uh, but it's actually really fun. I just use my very little satisfying. hands. Yeah. I just get <laughs> or, in there. Or a loop, a poor loop. Like the extractor, it looks oh, like yeah. a silver loop, and you rock it back and forth, and yeah. you work its way out. You don't yeah. drag, though. Press. Rock. Press, Press and, and rock. rock. Press mm-hmm. and rock. Yeah. But I, I I heard that that machine was back, and I was hoping it was like... I don't know if this is what you heard of, but I know Rodan and Fields just launched one. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll have to try that out. Um, would you ever do any, like, coverage products? Because yeah. you have beautiful skin. Like, do you ever do like a concealer or tinted? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, I was using the It Cosmetics concealer for Hourglass Concealer is a great concealer. Oh, that, that's beautiful. I know. The It Cosmetics is good too because it lasts, lasts a long time. We need a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And Clinique, Clinique actually really has really great nice. like complexion stuff that works well, you know, for my skin. Why yeah. is your skin so glowy right now? What's like the lotion that you're wearing? I mean, well, I, right now I'm trying out the La Mer moisturizing gel. Okay. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> um, but, I mean, also, I've been running around all day. I mean, you He's know, like, I'm just sweaty, Jess. <laughs> yeah. I'm in a foam box right now is what's Another happening. Another one who doesn't like our little studio. No, I like it. I like it. But it, it, I am glowing because of it. It is getting yeah, warm it's getting here. Warm. We, we probably wrap it up. We should end it. 
Chris, thank you so much. This <laughs> thank was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's time to raise a wand. By the time you guys are listening to this, I think it's going to be fall, right? Yeah, you just had your birthday, so it's definitely fall. Yes, Happy belated yeah. birthday. Thank you. Getting up there. What does that mean? What are you raising a wand to? It's the most wonderful time. Oh, girl, you're talking about a candle. I know you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Pumpkin chai time. Pumpkin chai. <laughs> Nest is best. Okay. So, listen. You guys know I love Nest Candles. I am not being paid by Nest Candles. Hashtag not spawn. This is hashtag not spawn. I'm just absolutely nuts about them. They really have a great throw even when they're not lit. And when they are lit, it's like suddenly it feels like your apartment's a lot more expensive. Totally. <laughs> like Square I foot have, value went up. <laughs> Laura Slatkin and I are definitely like oh, you're, you basically, in a war for <laughs> You basically have an Upper East Side townhome. It's, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You couldn't have said it better. So the pumpkin chai candle. I know pumpkin's very polarizing. People hate it or they love it. I really like pumpkin. I like it. I'm not like crazy. I'm not like one of these pumpkin Oreos and stuff. But the pumpkin chai is so sophisticated and it's so mouthwatering and it's orange. So you feel like you've done something festive. I have to start like I want to be a decorating person, but I'm not. I got to get there. Oh, this is yeah. like I'm starting. Tablescaping and whatnot. I'd love to have like a pumpkin in my house, like a, start- a picture of a witch. Oh, God. <laughs> start with a candle. So I start with the candle. It makes your house feel cozy and warm. And listen, you're spending more time indoors. Mm-hmm. You've got thrown a little, you know, Netflix or whatever. It just feels like all is right with the world when you get yourself a $50 candle. <laughs> it smells like pumpkin. <laughs> they make minis too. I love it. You have one foot in fall. I still have my foot back in summer. Oh, I enough already. Sun- you're supposed to wear sunscreen all year round. Okay. Thank you. Did we not learn that from the Skin Cancer we Foundation? Did. We did. Um, but I noticed a little viral trend happening this hot girl summer besides hot girl summer. Did you notice solid and striped sunscreens on Instagram everywhere? I did. Truly the most Instagrammable sunscreen brand yeah. I've seen. At the end of the summer, I just saw a lot of cool girls popping this on their like blanket before they took a picture. So I was like, I got to get me some of that. I believe it's actually a, f- <laughs> a fashion brand. Um, and they came is, out with yeah. a Sunline. And truly, just the packaging alone, I was like, this is cool looking packaging. But I ran out of L to MD on the honeymoon because we were using so much of it. That's my usual. Yeah. So I also had packed, this is under three ounces, the Face Sunscreen Broad Spectrum 30 from Solid and Stripe. It has that serum-like quality. Let me try this. I haven't tried this yet. It's really nice. Oh, that's nice. Did Eric like it? Because it has like, it's a kind of tan. I don't know why the color is tan, but it It shears out. It shears out. It. You do look a little glowy when you have it on. I, that's why oh, I've been, totes. But like in a nice way, not a mica way. I have to tell you, they know their audience because this is very glowy skin. I mean, you just look like you should be in the Italian Riviera yeah. a little bit. But it's not shimmery. And honestly, it, it it the finish, you can put makeup on top. It's like it has that sheer serum quality that I look for in a facial sunscreen. So Okay, I have one more question. Yes. What is Hot Girl Summer? <laughs> It's a song. Oh, it's a um, song? Yes, by oh, uh, our producer, oh, Michelle, Megan, is nodding like... Do you say Megan the Stallion or Megan the, Michelle's Megan the Stallion, right? No, the. The Stallion. I was right. Okay, Megan the Stallion. Yeah. And it's Mother Friends. On. Did you not hear this song? I didn't hear this song. It was kind of everywhere. I, I don't forget. Michelle's cracking I up. But like, where would I... If I'm not listening to the radio... Spotify, like charting. It was like... But I don't listen to the charting So did you song. not see everybody talking about Hot Girl Summer Well, I summer? saw that, but I thought it was like an Insta thing, like it's lit or like, <laughs> you know, like... The mom has landed. <laughs> 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 like your mom vibes are already coming through. I got used to Hot Girl Summer and it was always like a girl like and, like looking hot, like in a bathing suit. Yeah, no, no. I thought it, it comes just meant the... like living your best life. Oh, it could be co-opted Oh my that, God, Michelle's... Dying, hard, she's dying. Hard no. That head was going back and forth. Left to right. I was no, trying to no, be nice. No. I was like, if you want. But no, it came from a song. Do you li- really listen to the Spotify, like the top trending Honestly, tracks? I'll do it uh, like once a week or whatever, just to stay up on whatever everybody else is listening to. I feel like I work at a magazine. I got to know what's going on. I kind of like the song, though. So I don't know. All right. You know what? Yeah, I got to I gotta check out. Well, what? Jess's Hot Girl Summer is officially over. She's getting her pumpkin candle. <laughs> I was not hot this summer. <laughs> I was so not hot. <laughs> You're always hot. Oh, thank you. Okay, bye, guys. 
Thanks for listening. Fat Mascara is produced by our friends at Atwell Media. You can check out our website, fatmascara.com, for episode recaps, product recommendations, and discount codes. And if you want to reach us directly, email us at info at fatmascara.com, or you can follow us on social at fatmascara, shoot us a DM, and we'd love if you went over to iTunes and threw us a rating. How many stars? Five. Five, please. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off.